Hi, thanks for joining us on the Renewed Mind Life podcast. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Denise. This is the place for Christian women who are ready to experience the freedom that comes from trusting God with your mind, body, and spirit. Yes, we are still talking about the fruits of the spirit. And today we are on the fruit of kindness. Now, when you look up kindness in the dictionary, the definition of kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. But biblically, the definition goes much, much deeper than that. Um, So our declaration for this podcast is, I emulate the kindness of the Lord. And emulate, emulate just meaning that, you know, the Lord's kindness is something that we try to imitate or copy, right? We, we, trying to copy kindness is one of those fruits of the spirit that is very easily tested and we fail a lot right especially when someone cuts us off on the road or says something rude or if we're just in a hurry like patience like we talked about in our last podcast we lose our patience and then we become unkind but we're going to hear some verses today that really explain for us that it's not about how we feel kindness is an intentional act it's a choice and it always brings me back to this book i love to read with my students it's called wonder and um, the ending of the book, there's a saying, and the saying is, when you have the choice between being kind and not, always choose kindness. It is a choice. So we can be kind or the opposite. We can be uncaring, neglectful, angry, even mean. The option to hurt people is there. It's always there. And kids are really good at that. You know, they always say, like, kids say the meanest things. Well, they kind of do because they don't have a filter yet, and they haven't had the experience to know what hurts people and what doesn't. But um, this is a teachable characteristic. We learn how to be kind even when the situation doesn't warrant it. So if we learn how to be kind by watching our parents, our earthly parents, how much more can we learn from watching our Heavenly Father? We think we should be kind to people when they deserve it, but what about when we think they don't deserve it? Well, guess what? God still expects us to proceed with kindness. He doesn't say, be kind if people are kind to you first. And mm-hmm. you know the earlier definition from the dictionary about being generous and considerate, and we do those things too. You know, We make donations of clothing or money or time, and that's really good and it's nice. It makes us feel good to help others, but the government can do that. The government gives out money for food and there are all kinds of charity organizations that give away clothing and such what it i mean and that's a good thing i'm not saying that that's not however is that truly the definition of kindness kindness is an attribute of god it's one of his characteristics like all the fruits of the spirit are so i've broken this out into aspects of kindness the first one is kindness that is shown to god's faithful ones you want to take us back to the beginning denise and read a a verse from genesis Oh, sure. Yeah, I didn't even know if anybody knew I was here. I didn't even introduce myself today. So, kindness to God's faithful ones. So, that's going all the way back to Genesis 24, 12. Then he prayed, Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. Yeah, and, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. So, you know, kindness, it's all the way back to the beginning. And, you know, you touched on how we um, learn kindness, right? And, and kindness is teach, teachable. And unfortunately, so is being mm-hmm. unkind, you know? And that's the thing is we show our children, we show people kindness, right? But uh, children also learn how to be mm-hmm. unkind by right. watching, you know? And it's we, we so often forget that when we're being unkind, that that's what children quite often mm-hmm. see, you know? And it's so sad that it's like, well, how did they learn to be that way? Because they, you know, I learned it by watching you, right? You know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. 
Right, exactly. And I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I definitely see that, you know, when I'm wondering, well, why does a student act that way? Well, then I have a parent uh-huh. meeting and it's so obvious. Yeah, you're like, right? oh, that's why. And why does the student dress that way? And then the parent comes to the meeting and it's like, okay, well, now I know why they dress that way. Now I know why they act that way. And it does show me a lot and give me a lot of compassion a lot of times for, you know, for the student. And then I just demonstrate kindness back. And, and you know, that's the thing is so you're kind to someone first, mm-hmm. right? Um, you definitely can get that back. But here, so Lord God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. And um, Genesis 30, huh? I was Go just going to say that this is spoken by the servant of Abraham who was sent to find a bride for Isaac. And, you know, he was like, just go, you're going to, you're going to do well if you look for, you know, a sign from God. And that's what he was praying. He was like, God, help me to find the right woman because I don't want to do something wrong for my master. Please show kindness to my master. Mm-hmm. Genesis thirty nine twenty one. the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So I don't know. What was well, this is there. about Joseph and, um, Joseph was, oh. yeah, he was, um, so there's Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. And so he was Abraham's great grandson. Yeah. And so he had been, he had been sold off to Egypt for, as a slave by his brothers, but ended up getting employment and, um, and he got, uh, it's kind of shady. He got arrested for something that he didn't do. And he's in prison. And they, he did something kind for the prison warden, like interpreted his dream. And so because he had done something good for the prison warden, he showed him kindness. The Lord was with him by doing the right things, by being faithful, like Abraham was faithful. Jacob was faithful also, or Joseph was faithful also. And the people around him were kind to him, not because they're just naturally kind people, but because the Lord was with him. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it's all about, um, them, uh, these people being faithful, you know, to, to the Lord and in return, uh, receiving kindness. Exactly. Right. And Joshua two twelve. now then please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to yeah, you. Yeah, and this is some, a lady that we talked about a while back, Rahab. You know what? I was going to ask you about this because I heard somebody else say Rahab. Is it Rahab or Rahab? Rahab. Is it Rahab? That's, I've always that's the way Rahab, I always heard it too. Yeah. But somebody I heard on the radio said Rahab. So at any rate, this is when she was the, the prostitute who had hidden the uh, Israelite spies. And in turn, for them being kind to for her being kind to them, she was asking them to, to return the favor because she had been faithful in like going again. She could have gotten in huge trouble, probably executed for harboring these spies. But instead, she went ahead and took a leap of faith and trusted them. And then they were to show kindness in return by sparing her and her family. Mm-hmm. Yep. The next category of kindness is the kindness that's shown out of respect for the dead who are faithful. This was kind of interesting to me when I was researching it. Um, But we have a couple of verses from Ruth. You want to read the first one? Sure. We have Ruth 1.8. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. Right. You know. And so, yeah. Do you want to talk about what's going on here? Yeah. And actually, Naomi was another of the women that we had highlighted a while back and Naomi and her mother-in-law Ruth, what daughter-in-law Ruth had gone back to Israel. But before they did that, she had really encouraged them to go back to their home countries because they were not from Israel. And she had said, you know, go on home. You have done more for me 
You've shown kindness to me and kindness to your dead husbands. Interesting that um, she would mention that because they stayed around out of respect for their dead husbands. And then it continues on in the book of Ruth. And Naomi gives her daughter-in-law another piece of advice about kindness. You want to read that verse? Sure. In Ruth 2.20, the Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. Yeah, and she's referring to um, Obed. And he was the kinsman, the redeemer kinsman for the family of Naomi. And he hadn't forgotten his duty, even though the people who were, you know, her, her husband and her two sons, they were all dead. But yet he did what he was supposed to do. And that was a work of kindness. It was the, the consideration mm-hmm. of his, his family members who were no longer there no longer with him right so you know this whole all of these have to do with kindness out of respect for the dead who were faithful mm-hmm. right in first samuel fifteen six, then he said to the kenites go away leave the amicalites uh amalekites <laughs> <laughs> so that i do not destroy you along with them for you show kindness to all the israelites when they came out of egypt so the kenites moved away from the i amalekites. gave that verse to you Amal- on purpose <laughs> Yes, because I have a speech impediment. So <laughs> now those are yeah. hard words, but um, so Samuel the prophet was speaking to the Canaanites and, and repayment for the kindness that they had shown previously to the Israelites when they left Egypt, when they were being chased out of Egypt by Pharaoh and um, escaped from slavery, and the Canaanites had let them dwell in their land for a bit, and so he said, "Okay, that was that was kindness on your part. Now to show kindness to you, you got to move out of the way of the Amalekites." Because if you ally with them and if you fight with them, it's not going to go well for you. So this is a kindness for me telling you, leave so we don't destroy you. So then this came, you know, well, way after the uh, Egyptians had chased the Israelites out of Egypt. But, um, you know, it was still something that was to be remembered because of what their ancestors had done for the Israelites. Okay. And so the next one we have is 2 Samuel 2.5. He sent messengers to them to say to them, the Lord bless you for showing his, this kindness to Saul, your master, by bearing them. Yeah. By... And so, yeah, I think what was going on there, right, was that um, David, something was going on with David. Yeah. Um, Samuel, the Lord bless you for showing this kindness to Saul, your master, by bearing him. And that goes, in, it's another person who is deceased, you know, no longer there, but it's a kindness to be respectful to the dead and give them a proper burial rather than just, you know, putting in them mm-hmm. in an unmarked grave. Saul was a, a king, the first king of Israel, and to bury him would show respect. Right. And that's a kindness. You know, respect is a form of kindness, too. Right. And exactly. And so, you know, um, all, all everybody knew how, you know, how loyal, um, you know, David was um, to to, you know, his former king and how important it was that he, you know, that he had this, um, this proper mm-hmm. burial. Right. And so, and then second Samuel nine, one, David asked, is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Right. Yeah. And that conversation happened well after Saul had died and Jonathan and David were like brothers. They were best friends. They kind of grew up together and, um, they were, you know, they had that really great bond of male friendship, which I think a lot of men are missing nowadays is I think that women mm-hmm. tend to form those strong friendship bonds. Uh, it's not easy, but we tend to do it more often than men do. But men seem to have like a guard up. But these were 
two great friends that had a man friendship, right? They were, um, they had a bromance. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but <laughs> so when he wanted to do that, he, he thought to himself, and this is like David was sitting there one day and he was like, you know, Jonathan was always good to me. I wonder if there's anybody left alive out of that family that I can show kindness to on behalf of Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So again, a respect for the dead, you know, his dead friend. And if we think about the people in our lives that we have lost and you think about their kids and their grandkids, you know, and if there was something that you could do for them, that would be a kindness because of the love you had for their mother, father, grandmother, whatever. Yeah. You know, and I think that, um, you know, he, he's, he asked there, is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? And I think that, um, I think that later on too, um, after this, doesn't, doesn't he, um, he look back at this promise again? Like it's, he says it here, but I think later on too, he looks back at this promise again and tries to, to see if there's anything that he can, he can do. It's not the first time, like he says it here, but I think, uh, there's a, there's a few times he reflects on this verse because he wants to continue to show kindness. Yeah, and he actually did find somebody. It's not part of the kindness podcast, but um, just a little trivia is that he did find somebody from the family, the house of Saul, and the guy had been um, as as David's army was you know wiping out Saul's army when there was that battle going on. Um, this particular person had been injured as a child. He his his mate, a uh, nursemaid, whatever nanny. She was running with him and dropped him, and he ended up becoming um, disabled after that. He couldn't walk. Oh, yeah, he was like a crippled yeah, little boy yeah. or something. Uh, that kind of really mean that he's like a disabled child. Right, and so when he grew up, he got older, and then that's when David had this epiphany. He was like, I need to remember Jonathan and show kindness to somebody. That, is there anybody left in that household? And he found that, that kid who was now a grown man and, and saw what had happened to him and brought him to his house and said, you you can stay here. You can live here. My house is your house because of my love for Jonathan. So leading us to the next category of kindness. But that's kindness. That's kindness. I wonder where that is. I don't know where, where that what? is. But that verse where he talks yeah. about that. Yeah. It, it is Samuel. Well. Yeah. All right. So human kindness, Job. Job. So I was in Job yesterday. I was reading Job. Job 6.14, anyone who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the mm, Almighty. Yeah, you better be nice huh. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah okay. I think this verse is just a really good one to remind us that, you know, be nice. Be nice to your friends. Don't withhold kindness. Like, if you can do something good for someone, like right now at my work, we're having this thing for February. It's called a random acts of kindness challenge. So every day we're supposed to do something nice for someone. Well, it's really, really nice when you can do something for a friend, not just a stranger, but somebody that you know and that you love. Because if you withhold, if you hold back and don't give your friend kindness, then you're just, you're just shunning the character of God. God is kindness. That's, that's why we have these fruits of the spirit is these are attributes of God. So if you withhold kindness, then you're acting against what God created us to do. Isn't it sad though, that we have to have like a month, like a, like a random acts of kindness month or a day. We had it the other day at school where it was like, okay, you have a choice. You can like everyone in your classroom gets together and writes nice things on this flower and put this, 
you know, this like construction paper flower outside your door. You can put these chains together, construction paper. Like each class had like three things to choose from and then we put it in the hallway so everyone could display their like kindness poster in the hallway. And then we can leave it up for a week and then we have to take it down because the fire marshal doesn't like things posted in the hallway. So we can show kindness for like right. a week. And it's like, oh, okay. So our day of kindness that lasts for one week of kindness. And it was like, and then we have like a kindness day where everyone like can have a piece of chalk and write kind things outside on the sidewalk. And it's like, okay, but every other day, let's not, you know, uh, be kind or like talk about being kind instead of like, hey, let's all be kind all the time, yeah, you know? Right. That's true. But as Christians, you know, we should make it a point to, you know, and that's why I sponsored a Christian club at my school. And I think it's important that we talk about kindness all the time and spread it, you know, spread it like, hey. It's kindness. It's contagious. Let's make mm-hmm. it contagious. Yeah. <laughs> you I know? Agree. So, Hosea, I know you like Hosea 11.4. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them, I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek, and I bent down. See, I dig Hosea because, like, yeah, he's a prophet, but he's a poet, too. Like, that is just so beautiful. I mm-hmm. led them with cords of human kindness. Cords of human kindness. So, like, ropes of human kindness. Ties of love. So, you're not just, like, being a little bit kind. Dude, you're, like, tying them up with kindness. It is extreme kindness. Mm-hmm. So, to them, I was, like, one who lifts a little child to the cheek. You know? Who who can't resist a little baby? Like, you know those toddlers? My grandkids? Oh, my goodness. You just want to pinch them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to pick them up and give them something to eat, something yummy to eat. You know, that's, that's kindness. And that's what we should do for all of our brothers and sisters. Exactly. No, I get it. I do that with my Invisa grandchildren, the ones that I will have today. <laughs> get a hope chest for your Invisa grandbabies. Until then, I have my little that's, Nala, my little dog. She's a good substitute. Yes. Yeah. This with her jalapeno eye. Thing. She got into some jalapenos last night, and I think she rubbed her oh. eye. So. Don't you know, Nala? Actually, never touch your eye when you after you touch all the jalapeno. I know, that's what we told her, but she said, oh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, kindness to strangers, especially those on a mission from yes, God. Yes, correct. So, um, the next day, uh, Acts 27.3, the next day we landed at Sidon. And Julius, in kindness to uh, to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so they might provide for Okay. His Did Julius' friends know Paul? No. No. But Paul was on a mission from God. Not like the Blues Brothers, but he was on a real mission from God. And he he knew, he knew, knew Julius, and Julius was like, I got you. I got these friends. So I'll yeah. vouch. And they took care of him. They provided for his needs. So that means they, they housed him. They gave him shelter and food. You know, that was... What he needed. Maybe a foot bath. I don't know. Yeah. And oh, Acts 28, too. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been a little nervous, though. The yeah. islanders, they built a fire. Are they going to roast us? Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, but, you know, that's the thing. that Especially those on a mission from God. You know, it's like, okay. You know, um Kindness to strangers, you know, you never know who, um, you know, who is, who is that stranger, you know, who, who, who's that going to be? What are they going to, what's their message? You know, do they, they have a message from the Lord? What's it going to be? Yeah. And I, I think really that kind of brings me to missionaries. 
when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. we always had a missionary or missionaries that we sponsored as a church. And um, they would come back every year, at least every couple of years, and they would bring us reports of what things they had been doing and, and how their message was being shared with whatever group they were in, whatever country they were in. And um, what, you know, services were being held, churches being built, schools, kids being fed. They would tell us all the good things that were happening. But most of all, they needed a place to stay when they came to visit, when they came back to America. So it was the part of the, Mm -hmm. you know, church family to host the missions missionary family. And it was a big honor to have them at our house. You know, if we were the family that got to have the missionaries that year, it was like, woo, yeah. And then we would treat them like royalty, you know, give them all kinds of good food and, you know, play games at night and take them places and, you know, just do fun things so that we could show that we really appreciated what they were doing on the behalf of God, on the, the mission that they were on. It was valuable. It was more than, you know, any of us could even imagine, you know, living in our little suburban homes in California, you know, and here they were doing and seeing things that we couldn't even relate to. Where did they go? Uh, a lot of them went to Haiti. There were a lot that went to Haiti um, oh. and South America, you know. So, yeah, really out there places where they weren't very welcome. You know, some of them went to, um, I know there was a couple that went to China. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was neat. So I always cool. remember them and think about that. Whenever I hear about missionaries, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, really when they come to town, open up your home, hear their stories, let them talk because, you know, they've been away for a long time and it's time for them to be refreshed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The other uh, kindness is the um, kindness for our salvation. And this first verse comes from Romans. Uh, Romans verse chapter 2, verse 4 says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? So that's, I mean, that's, the purpose of God's kindness is to show us how much he loves us so that we that we can come to him. And God never asks us to do something that he is not willing to do. So he shows us by example how we should treat our fellow man. And that's a gift that he gives to us so that we understand how we are to relate to other people. All of the fruits of the spirit are ways that he treats us. And that is how he wants us to treat others with kindness with patience, with peace, to have joy. These are all things that God has. And those are only the four that we've gone through. So we're going to go through some more. But um, that is definitely something that God uses to reach us. And how can we reach others? Kindness. Showing them the kindness that God has shown us. Definitely. In Romans eleven twenty two. Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God. Sternness to those who fell. But kindness to you provided that you continue in his kindness. Otherwise... You will also be cut off. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Right there. So there's the kindness and the sternness. All right. So yes, kind. <laughs> absolutely. However, if you are not keeping within the parameters that God has set for you, you know, how can you continue in his kindness when you're outside of his kindness? If you're, yeah. you're inside, you're following his laws, you're, you know, obeying to the best of your ability and you're trying to exhibit the fruits of the spirit in your own life and trying to witness to others, you know, then you're inside that circle of protection and kindness. And when we go outside, that's when we have chaos. That's when we have no peace. Like, you know, from last, from a couple of weeks ago, when we have no peace, we have um, the tendency then to reach for other things to calm us down. But we're outside of that protection. Mm-hmm. 
we're outside of that, that means that we experience then the sternness. And that sternness isn't because he doesn't love us. It's because he loves us that he allows us to go through those things. But if we stay out there and we defy him and we, we rebel, then we will be cut off. So we have to consider that it is kind for God to be stern. Oh, yeah. It's kind for him to be stern. It's kind for him to discipline us. It's kind for, you know, because we're called to be obedient. And then that makes me think, you know, that's the way he wants us to relate to each other, right? So when we have children, you want to be kind, of course. But if you let your child do everything they want to do without bringing in some sternness when it's something that's dangerous for them, because that's when God tells us, no, that's what the Ten Commandments are about, right? People think it's, oh, thou shalt not this, that, and the other. God's protecting us. He's saying, don't do these things Mm -hmm. because they will hurt you. And that's what we have to do with our children. We have to teach them. These things will hurt you. And that's a kindness. To be stern and discipline your children, uh, you know, to be disciplinarian with your children, that's a kindness. Definitely. What else you got? Let's see. Ephesians 2, 7. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yep, and that is his ultimate kindness, is the fact that he gave us Jesus. He loved us so much that he wanted us to be reconnected with him, to be reconciled with him. And, you know, he wants nothing more than for us to be living with him forever. And that's why he sent his son with that that sacrifice that we can't even imagine. Yeah, exactly. This last one I really like. Kindness is our, uh, as our ultimate accessory. Oh, um yeah being the fashionista right. that i'm not <laughs> colossians three twelve. therefore as god's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourselves with compassion kindness humility gentleness and yeah. patience yeah and i just think you know we when we think so. about that putting on that clothing i mean this is how much god loves us is that he gives us his word in ways that we could relate we all wear clothes you know unless you're a mm-hmm. nudist you're wearing yeah. clothes right now um, and <laughs> so he makes it relatable, like, okay, but here's the clothing that I want you to wear. Compassion, mm-hmm. kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And that's, those are the things that we can wear on the inside that people will know mm-hmm. that that's God's love through us. That's God's kindness coming through and, um, we should wear it in some well, and I like that too. I like the way he, you know, he says, clothe, your, clothe yourselves in this because this stuff is free. He's not like saying, clothe yourself in these really expensive jeans or these expensive boots or all, you know, these, you know, gold and, you know, you know all this stuff that maybe I can't mm-hmm. afford or, you know, maybe it won't look good right. on me. Right. right. Or, but he's saying, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Well, all of this stuff, well, let's see, it's free. I can afford it, right? Um, it's available to me. Yeah, and it makes right? you look good. That's the nice. Okay. Yeah, and it looks good on me. It's not like, oh, I have to be thinner or I have to be taller or I'm, you know, it's it's like it doesn't matter how old I am or how young I am. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to look younger, so I'm going to wear this. No, right. it's it doesn't matter. That's why I like it's like clothe yourself in this and it looks good on everyone anytime always and you know conversely people who are unkind you don't want to be around them Mm -hmm. it's it just makes them unattractive Mm -hmm. even the most beautiful person if they're a jerk you don't want to you know you don't like them instantly but somebody who is kind that's instantly that's a that gives them beauty that comes from within 
Oh yeah, I I've haven't you seen like uh, someone like that and you're like, "Wow, they're so, you know, like, oh, they're so beautiful." Or and then you meet them and you're just like, "Oh my gosh, that's like that person, it just like their whole everything like has just changed. They just like all of a sudden just they 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 look completely different to you because they were so mm -hmm. unkind." And so it just maybe they have none of the fruit of the spirit whatsoever. Yeah. And there's like nothing attractive about them yeah. at all right it's very unattractive yeah you know right you know so one reminder here we've got um our declaration i emulate the kindness of the lord so with the things the ideas that we've given you in these verses think about how is kindness showing up in your life and um, how can you incorporate some of these ideas this week until you um until you cut that part out <laughs> <laughs> How can you exhibit kindness in your life? And I want to leave you with a worship song by Chris Tomlin, appropriately named Kindness. Kindness. So, mm -hmm. kindness. it's a great song. Mm -hmm. Came out in. Mm, it's been a while. I want to say, you know, Chris Tomlin. He's. Got, I just love him. He's been around for a long time. Been making music, worship songs, for many years, and just I never get tired of hearing them. I mean, his songs are timeless. So that that one's a really good one. Didn't we see him in? We did. Yes, he was awesome. And he, yeah. looked, he doesn't look a day older, you know, he's still, you know, he, I know he he's kind. Time. That's why, you know, it's a, it's a good look on him. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add about kindness? No, I think the most kind thing we could do right now is say farewell. <laughs> All right. Sign With that, we will say farewell until next time. Love you. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Renewed Mind Life podcast. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by it. Please like, follow us, and leave reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at RenewedMindLife.net to subscribe to devotionals, read our blog, and sign up for more information about upcoming courses. God bless you, and may you be renewed in your mind.